Party, folks. Tomorrowland Transit Authority Metroliner nonstop now departing Rocket Tower Plaza Station for a round trip Super Skyway tour. Hollywood, 1939. Welcome to the WDW Reflections Podcast with your hosts, Dewey, Ron, and Tony. Here, we love to talk about Walt Disney World, the way we remember it, how it's changed, and how and why we still enjoy frequenting the happiest place on Earth. You may learn some facts you never knew before, and you may even return to your own memories of the Walt Disney World Resort. And hopefully, we can share these memories together. So come with us on a podcast journey as we reflect on the WDW Reflections Podcast. Please stand clear of the doors. Reflections. Hey guys, this is Dewey from the WDW Reflections Podcast. So listen up, here's the deal. We're going to attempt what we're going to call episode zero today. Ron can't be with us, but Tony and I are going to record just a little bit of a podcast today so that we're going to call it a test session or our little experiment. Just want to give it a go as we prepare to launch the actual podcast. There will be more interesting things coming up in what we're going to dub episode one. But for now, please just enjoy this. This is episode zero of the WDW Reflections podcast with Dewey and Tony. Ron will be coming up next time. Hello, welcome to the WDW Reflections podcast. This is going to be our very first recording. We've been talking about doing this for a few weeks now, uh, and I've been wanting to do it for a couple of years now, uh, and I just got around to finally asking my my Disney pals if they wanted to join in with me, and uh, I asked the best fellas I knew, uh, and none of them were available, so finally, <laughs> Tony and Ron uh, decided that they would jump in. So uh, it's better to have them than nobody. So, Tony, welcome, my friend. Thank you, Dewey. And it's also uh, good to be able to speak to you face to face. We haven't had too much of this, I, even though I've known you for almost 20 years now. Crazy. 20 years and face to face. This is the closest thing to an yes. actual face to face that we've had in 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've never, never met in person. But uh, that's okay. We'll make that. Well, someday we're going to change that. But this yes. will do for now. Exactly. And and one of the funny things about this whole thing is that the reason we met was because of Disney. Absolutely. Um, you know, we're talking again twenty years ago, and um, you know, the early we're days. Talking, of the- ab- absolutely, early days of uh, of internet and. Yeah. Uh, I, there were there were many years where I thought I was one of the only weirdos that uh, just could not stop talking about Disney World, could not stop thinking about Disney World and listening to music of Disney World and wanting to go back to Disney World. Um, and when 
when the chat forums and those kind of things started popping up on the internet, I, I was very excited. I was like, oh my gosh, I am not the only Disney fanatic weirdo addict that wants to talk about it all the time. And um, those chat rooms, not really chat rooms, but chat forums, I guess, were really cool because um, it gave us a chance to to get to know each other, find people with like it, like-minded interest. And really gave us a chance to just make friends and bond over uh, this this crazy Disney love that we have. So yeah, absolutely twenty years, man. And what's weird years. is listening and- listening to you speak about that. Even though I've known you all, all that time, I'm thinking to myself, wow, this guy actually likes the same stuff I do. Still, you know, because it, it's hard to find some uh, uh, other folks who actually share your appreciation and love for the parks, for Disney, for the music, uh, for the experience of being there. And so it, it, it's still pretty cool. It's, it's amazing that, that this technology exists, that it still does, and that there are new ways for us to share this, um, this mutual uh, admiration of the show. Absolutely. It's just changed um, our love for Disney and our love for, you know, going to the parks and experiencing new things hasn't changed. But the way that we interact and the way that we can talk about it and enjoy it together, that's what's changed. And this is exciting. This is pretty exciting that we get to do this. It is. And, and for any listeners out there who are way uh, younger than us, we should probably explain what the forums were. It was kind of like an ancient version of Facebook where um, we, it would be a page on the internet where someone would write down their thoughts for the day and then other people would chime in and share their experiences, their thoughts and, and uh, things like that. Yeah. And most of the time it would be something silly. You know, someone yes. would just post something silly about, you know, what they were on the way into work that day, they heard a song or, or really some of the crazy stuff was, uh, we walked into, uh, the Walmart and the air condition reminded me of the smell on Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> and then, you know, people would start talking about that and they, you know, oh my gosh, I know what you're talking about, that smell or or the oranges in Horizons or whatever. Every time you open your orange juice for breakfast, it makes you think of Horizons. So uh, that was really cool on those chat forums that those those connections, we, we found out that we weren't the only ones that were feeling that way because before chat forums, you, you know, I mean, if you got lucky, your neighbor liked Disney. Or exactly. Something, but you, don't, I, you don't know where to mention that even. You don't you don't know where to say, hey, you know, I, I kind of like going to, uh, to Walt Disney World. <laughs> and and my friends or co-workers would be like, oh, my gosh, this dude's going to Disney World yeah. again. Mine were, too. My boss used to call me the theme park king. And I, I don't think she ever understood really that it wasn't just because of the rides and it wasn't just because of the attractions. It was actually just being there um, was a fulfilling feeling for me. It made me feel, I felt safe. I felt as if it was a place that I just enjoyed going. And eventually I I met and fell in love and married somebody whose uh, uh, affection for the place was just as big. That's, and that's a really cool story. Uh, I'm sure we'll get around to talking about all of our stories. Um, Very much the same thing. I, I met and, and eventually married someone that, you know, same thing. We had some of the same, same likes and dislikes, uh, as far as Disney and vacations. And I mean, I met my wife there, so. That's um, cool. That I, I can't wait to hear that one. I know you don't even know the story. So no. that's going to be, it'll be fun to share. I'm looking forward to sharing that. So, um, 
We also, in those speaking of sharing, we also used to all kind of overshare the details of our uh, Disney trips. I mean, I'm sure people still do this on the legacy forums, the ones that have lasted this length of time. I'm not so sure if people, if the younger folks still do that, but we used to share every single detail as, uh, and from the time that we booked our tickets to getting on the plane, to traveling there, to, you know, getting out and smelling the popcorn, we, we, we covered it all back then. Well, if you remember, um, there was a whole, uh, I don't know, I don't remember what it was called, um, maybe a subject or a topic or something, different headings on the on the forums. And there was one that was called Trip Reports. And, oh, yes. Uh, you remember that? And we yeah. would go in there when we came back from a trip. I remember when I would go down there, I would keep, um, I don't have the greatest memory so i would basically take pictures all day of you know i started on thunder mountain and then i went to you know whatever country bear jamboree and i would just take a picture of everything so that that would you know being being my memory when i went to write my trip report i could just go through those pictures and say this is what i did and then i had a had a mickey bar or whatever um and so we would just read each other's trip reports and stuff. Again, this is before we could, you know, share or videos talk, and talk to each other even at that time. Yeah, because it was Absolutely. not only it was not even speaking one to one. It was actually speaking to an entire group of people who all shared the same kind of uh, feelings. And um, and it was weird because back then the Internet was this unknown, this unknown thing where you would think, OK, I'm putting personal information about what I'm doing and sharing these photos with people I don't know, um, you know, where, where are these going to wind up? What, what's going to happen with this? Yes. Uh, I can remember, um, that, uh, being worried about the, putting those pictures out, what was going to happen to them. I don't even remember who did it, but again, we're talking 20 years ago, but, um, as we were planning and preparing for this uh, podcast, uh, in the last few days, I've actually been kind of perusing over some of my old um, folders of, of photos on my computer. And I found some pictures from like 2004. And there was actually a folder in my Disney trip from 2004 called MHM Picks. Uh-huh. MHM was the Mouse House Magic was the, the forum, the chat forum that we used to go to. And Speaking of, you know, you, you brought it up, so it, it made me think about it. Uh, what would happen to these pictures if somebody, you know, somebody saw them online? Someone had taken, there was a picture of me with Donald Duck, and they swapped our heads. So my head was on <laughs> Donald's body, and very crudely done. We're talking not Photoshopped at all. It was probably like Microsoft Paint 98 or something, you know, way back. But they had, they swapped my head on Donald's body and Donald's head on my body. Um, so, you know, right there, that's what happens when you put your picture in a, in one of those online forums. But it was all in good fun. Well, yeah, we, we would all tease each other. We'd even give each other dares to do. Remember the triple dares that we used to have? Where we, we tell someone, okay, when you get to the park, here's a list of things you've got to do while you're there. And they'd be, you know, stand on your head or whatever the heck it was when, when you go out there, a pointed goofy or point at, uh, hold up a tree and and oddly, yeah, um, I think it was through those interactions that you kind of you you started to um, uh, interact mostly with uh, with Ron at that point, our, our third co-host. Yes, uh, Ron and I had a, a love hate relationship yeah. uh, 
because uh, we really would uh, we would just go at it all the time, um, all in good fun and all um, you know respectful. We were we were very good friends, even though at that point we had never met before, um, and we would just take shots at each other and poke and and make fun. And so when we did those dares, he would always do something demeaning, like make me wear a, an Ohio State Buckeyes <laughs> T-shirt in the parks or something, you know, something that a friend wouldn't do to another friend. But that was uh, that was what how Ron and I interacted. And, and the thing it was, was that that kind of interaction was actually uh, very entertaining for the rest of us who would, uh, you know, would watch this. I remember reading those and just laughing at what you guys would do, would say and do to each other. But um, I really think an, uh, an important thing about those old days and, and about those forums was that um, everybody on there seemed to be good people. And the fact that I think when Facebook first opened, I think uh, most of my early friends on Facebook were people that just came right over from um, Mouse House Magic because we'd all kind of, quote, unquote, known each other from all those discussions. But they and, and we actually some of us actually met at, at, a, at a gathering they had, I think, back in 2004, 2005. And the thing I noticed from everybody is that everybody seemed to be good people. Everybody was was in it for the same reason and um, just for the sake of fun. Absolutely. Um, it, yeah, we, some of us met, some of us haven't, some, you know, some of us, you know, didn't interact with each other on the forums. And then some of us, we did make connections with, and, um, and we're talking, gosh, if you said 2004, 2005, this is 2021 as we're yeah. recording this. So we're talking 15 years ago, at least. Yes. Um, so basically we graduated, we, we went from the chat forum and, and when, when Facebook came around and stuff, we, 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 it was almost like going from high school to college. We graduated from <laughs> chat forum to, to Facebook or whatever. And, uh, you know, the, just the following the progression of the technology and, and, and now here we are hey. doing the same thing. Just, we're going to talk about it in, in a, in a podcast now. Exactly. And, and I think it'll be a lot of fun because as you can tell, um, uh, Dewey has a huge uh, um, um, fondness for the parks and for for the uh, for the um, for Disney in general. I think absolutely. Uh, it started and it started with a love of Disney. You know, when I was a kid and uh, growing up, and we the the goal was our family wanted to go to Disney World someday. And, and I born and raised in Arkansas, so it's about a you about a 20 hour drive. Uh, and we weren't really a flying family. Uh, my mom to this day still has never flown in an airplane. So we, when we went to Florida, we drove. So it was always just the goal for my family to, to eventually make it to Disney. And, you know, how long you was the ride the, from, uh, Jacksonville, Arkansas, where, uh, where I lived at the time, way back when, uh, it was about 20 to 22 hour drive. Wow. So, most uh there were a few times where we would just drive straight but um you know when you figure my first trip i was 11 so i couldn't help dad drive you know so it would just my mom and my dad would would take turns and that's that's pretty pretty brutal so normally we would stop off like halfway down in like biloxi mississippi or something like that um but yeah it started as a with as a love of disney just you know, watching Disney on TV. And uh, I remember about that time when I was, you know, in my, you know, I don't know, seven, eight, nine, ten, whatever, when the Disney Channel started um, on cable, you know, Disney Channel was 
was the way you could access Disney content. You know, you know, you could have like uh, like. This we're we're talking before videotapes. Yeah, you know, like we're talking. Was, you didn't even have VHS to watch <laughs> Disney movies, so we're going way back when I. It, was, it's so it's so way back. You want to laugh that you're talking about watching this on the Disney Channel. I at that time worked for a cable provider, a cable company, and I did not have cable yet. It was not built in my neighborhood yet. <laughs> Absolutely. So, really, like the way you saw Disney was the Disney Channel. You know, and then they would always preview, um, uh, you know, they have little shorts or whatever about Disney World. And of course, every every Christmas you would see the uh, I wasn't called the Very Merry Christmas Parade or whatever then. But when they started airing those Christmas specials and stuff, you know, the goal was to get to Disney. Um, And it took years for my family to save up for that first trip. But absolutely, it all started just because. Um, you know, my, my parents grew up watching the Mickey Mouse Club and Sunday night Walt Disney introducing, you know, yeah. Disneyland presents and all that. Uh, that was a little bit before me, uh, you know, and Walt yeah. Disney died in 66. I wasn't yeah. born until 74. So, right. um, I didn't have the Walt Disney on Sunday night thing. Um, but they did. So they had a love of Disney and that translated into, you know, obviously me having a love for Disney as well. Well, I actually am a little bit older. I do remember um, Disney on, on Sunday nights. I was a little kid, but I remember looking forward to the wonderful world of Disney. And that was the first time that I ever had a glimpse of what the castle looked like, what the place looked like. But I, I never expected, I, even at that time, I never expected I'd ever get to see it. Florida sounded like it was a very far away from me. I, I grew up, I was raised and born in Brooklyn, New York City. And I I would see these things on TV, but it would not be anything that I thought that would, I would ever get to or be at. And um, it turns out that my sister, my older sister took my nephew there um, back in 72 or 73. And she came back with these home uh, eight millimeter movies on, on the, on, on, uh, on film strips. And the, she'd put them on the projector and I would watch these things and I'd sit there and watch them over and over and over because I couldn't believe that such a place existed where you could actually see the Disney characters that I loved and grew up with um, interacting with people and being um, in a place that just looked amazing. So that was my introduction into Disney World. And again, I never expected that I'd ever go there until I had another sister who actually moved to Florida um, uh, about 20 years later, back in, in 1990. And that gave me an excuse. She lived about an hour away from, from Orlando. And so that gave me the excuse of going to visit her and finally getting a chance to go visit the theme parks. And once I did, I was, I was hooked. I, I went there as often as I could every single time that I, that I went to Florida during that time period. So 1990, um, what are we talking about? How old were you in 1990? I would say about 24, maybe 24, 25. Okay. So, so you were an adult for your, I was an adult. My very first trip, I was an adult, but I will, I have, do have to qualify that. (laughs) Some people might not think so. Uh, so I have to qualify (laughs) that because, um, I actually, um, was also when I was a kid, I was such a big fan of 
Disney that I at one point wanted to be an animator. I wanted to, to follow in Walt's steps. And then, then I, I eventually wanted to be like a filmmaker like him. And I, my favorite movies from the time that I was a kid till I was about 13 were all, um, Disney related everything. And, and in fact, when I think I mentioned this in another thing, you know, one of my other, my favorite film of all time is the original star Wars. And when I went, when, before I went to go see that movie and I heard about it, I didn't believe that a movie could come out that would have better effects than anything that Disney could do. That was, that was how much of a Disney fan I was. So uh, I, I watched the Mickey Mouse Club in the 1970s. Those, if you want to get, get an idea of, of how old I was at the time, if you look at a, a clip of the 1977 Mickey Mouse Club Mouseketeers, those kids are my age. So that's, I grew up with them. I watched, uh, I, I would wear my mouse ears <laughs> faithfully every, every day. And I'd, I'd come home from school, put mouse ears on, sit there, watch the Mickey Mouse Club and, um, and just be fascinated by this world. So I, I followed Disney so long that it was part of me and it, and it went into my ne- nieces and nephews who were also um, big fans of it. And around that time, I had a very young niece who was experiencing the Disney Renaissance, the Little Mermaid and um, Beauty and the Beast, I think at the time, or maybe before that. And that suddenly reawoke my interest. And I started collecting the the videos, tapes for it, um, Pinocchio and a few other things that I had gotten. And so when I made my first trip as an adult, I was already getting back into the excitement of what it meant to me as a kid. That's awesome. That's real good. I mean, you know, uh, just depends on the, the access that you had and mm-hmm. you weren't able to get there. So you, you, your, your love of Disney manifested in other ways, like you're collecting the videos and stuff like yes, that. Yes, exactly. And I, so, I, still, I still can't, be, I remember my first time walking in and seeing the, the first time that I went there, I, I know we'll, we'll save this for when we talk with Ron, but the first time that I went there, um, I, being a huge Star Wars fan, my goal was to see Star Tours. I wanted to experience what that was all about. So my first park was actually MGM Studios. And I actually had just, I'd say, five years before that, had just gone to film school. So that, at the time, MGM Studios was this, you know, it's supposedly a working film studio. It was based on film uh, themes. And so I, I was more excited about that park than anything else. And uh, during that trip, we did a three-park visit just so I can get an idea of what it was like. And I got to visit the castle and see it. And I still have a, a photo of myself somewhere of what I looked like when I saw the castle. When I actually saw it, it actually it got me. It got me. I was like, oh, this is the thing that I've, I've been watching on television all those years. And, and there it is, right in front of my face. That's, uh, um, yeah, it, it's... It's pretty amazing. And you, like you said, you were 24 or so at the mm-hmm. time, but you still had that, um, that emotional reaction. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I mean, it, it was just like you were a kid again. And, uh, you know, I, I've been, uh, this is going to be a crazy number. Uh, I've been to the parks on 48 separate trips. Wow. And you've counted. <laughs> I, I do. Yes. I'm, I'm weird that way. Um, it's, uh, you know, I don't know. It's something, uh, something wrong in my brain. Um, but yeah, 48 trips. And I still feel that way when I, uh, when I walk through the gates or when I, you know, when I hear the music on main street, I still get that way. And it doesn't matter that I've been there, 
Uh, you know, when I say 48 trips, that means 48 times I've left my home and gone on a trip there. That not uh, that that means 48 times I've been there. But then you figure every trip is what three days or five days or seven days. So I mean, I've literally walked through their gates hundreds of times, and it never gets old. It every time I walk through there, like I said, when I hear the music on Main Street, I'm just I just. Uh, take a breath and I feel like I'm home. And it's just, I, I can't explain it any other way. I feel like I'm home. Home and is was, the actual, actual, that is the best way of describing it. There's a, there was a, it's just like a safe haven that you go to um, after a year or whatever that you spend working or going to school, whatever you do, then you go there and it feels like a safe place that's familiar to you. Absolutely. Even the first time I went there, I felt like that. I'd never been there before, walked in the first time. And we're talking my first trip was 1985. So um, it's just Magic Kingdom and Epcot Center at that time. Uh, Epcot was only three years old, still a baby. Um, but, you know, the first time I walked there, uh, I, you know, I, I looked around and I was just amazed. I was 11 years old. And I told my parents on that trip, uh, I'm going to work here someday. So at the at age 11, um, it was I, it was my dream. It would be my dream job is to work at Disney World. I'm 47 years old right now. That is still my dream. Um, <laughs> Maybe it's still you my dream. Know. You never know. Uh, and my goal is uh, within the next five years is to live there and work there. So um, little 11 year old Dewey, I'm going to make it happen, buddy. It's going to happen. What do you want to do when you go? Um, honestly, I just, I just, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a grown man. I've, I was in the military. Uh, mm -hmm. Now I'm a teacher. So there's been a lot of responsibilities. I don't really need any responsibilities. I'll just be the guy that pushes the button on the panel to, you know, let your <laughs> boat float through living with the land or something. I don't, I, I don't care. I, I would like to do something in attraction. So I'll introduce Hall of Presidents. Doesn't matter. I'll, <laughs> I, I just want to I just want to be there and be a part of the magic and make people smile. And I just I just want that. I feel like I'm home when I'm there. So I want that to be home. Uh, that's that's the plan. And, and one of the things that you, by you saying magic, you just reminded me, um, one of the things that we want to put across in this podcast is that we want to offer our honest uh, feelings about what we experience there. And sometimes they will be magical, but sometimes there are things that we just don't like. We're not completely, um, uh, you know, uh, obsessed with the park to the, to the extent that we like everything. We all have things in the parks that we don't like and things that, have, that either happened or are still happening that we don't necessarily agree with. Uh, yes. Uh, we're looking at you gardens of the galaxy, taking away universe of energy. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's what we're talking about. Yes. We won't agree with everything. Hey, look, I'm not anti guardians of the galaxy. I am pro guardians of the galaxy. I am anti taking away universe of energy. There's, you know, and I'm sure this will be a topic at some point for one of our shows, but there's 47 square miles of land they own. They didn't have to tear out my universe of energy, you know? So uh, when, when we're talking about being honest and, and um, not holding back any punches, we're going to talk about the things we love. 
but um, we're we're going to disagree with some stuff too. And um, when we do, we're going to be honest. And I happen to know a writer too that uh, that Dewey despises. <laughs> so, <laughs> Ooh, that, I still that, remember. I think that's what they call a cliffhanger, Tony. Yes. Right? It's yes. a cliffhanger. Did we want to end up with um, some kind of fact or or something that you thought of? Well, what I foresee in this happening, you know, right now we are two guys recording a kind of sort of the first episode, missing our third host. This thing is uh, experimental right now. And um, so what we do want to do is um, eventually uh, have listeners, right? That's that's the goal. And uh, so eventually we would like to have listeners you know, send us in questions. Could be anything. Could be, you know, how we remember certain attractions or costumes or food or whatever. Uh, and and ask us and we'll talk about it. And maybe you can tell us what you remember. Um, or if you want tips, if you're planning a trip and have questions about, you know, certain aspects of the trip, we would love to, to interact with you in that way too. Um, so there is certainly room in this podcast for for things like that, for tips and tricks and questions. Um, but yes, we do want to have something towards the end, like some sort of facts and um, maybe talk about some Disney news, those kinds of things. I saw today, Tony, did you see this? The, uh, the new space restaurant coming to Epcot. Oh, I know it was coming. Is it, is it opening? It's not open yet, but they, um, uh, I follow some Imagineers on on Instagram and they posted some video uh, of the inside of the restaurant and oh, wow. showed some of the special effects. So um, my guess is that it's going to be open for the 50th anniversary coming up in, uh, in October. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, but so they're letting, letting us see some of that, some, some first peaks, but the, they showed the windows with the earth, you know, floating in the, in the, in the distance and stuff. And it looks spectacular. Looks like it's going to be something something special, and that's uh, that's going to be near Mission Space, right? I believe so. Yes, it's supposed to be like if you're facing Mission Space, there's a path that moves to the right, um, and it's supposed to be situated between Mission Space and Test Track, right off in that little area. It's going to be it's going to be pretty awesome. I, I think um, the, uh, the restaurants are another thing that we probably will speak about. Uh, it's been a while since I've been there to enjoy it to that extent, but um, a lot of things that haven't changed uh, are things that I can share and put on. And, and, um, but these guys, I mean, uh, I think Ron was just there not too long ago uh, this year and you went last year. Uh, I, well, technically, yes, I was there over, uh, we we arrived in on December twenty sixth of um, twenty nineteen. Oh, okay, and stayed until like January fifth. So oh, okay. technically, yes, I was technically there in twenty twenty. Um, uh, before you know, this, yeah, everything stopped. Yeah, before and the world stopped. Absolutely. I literally was there uh, two weeks before the world stopped. I was there in, in February of um, of twenty twenty just for two days and just to visit galaxy's edge. But, um, it was just weird that it actually stopped. And I'm glad to see that it, that it came back to life because for the, for 2020, it was actually kind of sad to know that 
Disney World was sitting there and Disneyland was sitting there and there was nothing. You know? Nothing. It's crazy. I don't know. It if was, Did you, did you see any of those aerial shots that people took of the, of the area? There were a couple of videos that people had on YouTube of, of aerial shots of what Disney looked like empty. Yes. And it's, it's eerie. It's almost like ghost town Disney or something. It mm-hmm. was, it wasn't, wasn't fun to look at. It was, it, I agree with you. It was a sad sight. So I'm glad things are, you know, they open back up for people that, um, you know, want to go down there and during, during while we're having to take precautions and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, that hasn't been the right thing for my family. And, uh, you know, that's okay. Same here, yeah. Um, yeah. but you know, more power we're looking to forward that, um, Yes, absolutely. I'm looking forward to absolutely. returning someday and also um, uh, to some of the other entertainment, which we might digress uh, to because we've been to some of the other parks. You've been to Disneyland Paris. I have been to Disneyland I can't Paris. wait to hear those stories because uh, my wife and I have always wanted to go there. And uh, we've been to Disneyland. We've been on the Disney Cruise. And I think Ron's been on the Disney Cruise. So we 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 hope to have this discussion be about everything related to the park experience. Absolutely. Um, really, uh, we foresee that it's going to start uh, us talking about memories. We're going to talk, we're yeah. going to reflect on the Disney world that we, we came to love in our childhoods and, um, you know, way back when. Uh, but we want to tie that into where the parks are today and how as you know, eleven-year-old me was you know going crazy and loving some Pirates of the Caribbean and stuff, uh, but that hasn't changed. Forty-seven-year-old me still you know still sings yo ho yo ho when I get on <laughs> the boat. You know, um, so the the idea is that we're going to talk about the memories and we're going to talk about how those uh, those memories impacted us personally. Um, and then we're going to talk about where those things are today. If, if Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, obviously that ride has changed a lot in the last, you know, 35, 40 years. So um, we're going to, you know, it's, we're going to talk about our reflections on, on the parks and we're going to bring it in today. And then hopefully, eventually, people start listening to this thing and they start asking us questions and we interact with them and, um, you know, make this thing uh a place where we can share those memories and talk about the future of the parks. Absolutely. And and that's what I'm mostly looking forward to uh, is being able to hear back from folks out there and, and comparing what they, what they love to what we did. I mean, that's kind of how we started. So absolutely looking forward to that. We would type it in the chat forums (laughs) and we would, we would talk to each other about them. So absolutely. That's what we, that's what we hope happens here. You know, there's literally millions and millions and millions of things dancing around in my head right now. Um, do I want to talk about a tip? Do I want to talk about a fact? Um, I don't know. It's just the, the, the fact is, is that um, you, and you, you know, you've heard this a lot, I'm sure. You, you said your boss called you the, the theme park theme king. Theme park king, yeah. Um, you know, I, I had coworkers that said the same thing. So this fact is uh, uh, not necessarily going to be about the Disney parks themselves, but this is a fact. Disney is not just for kids. Disney, um, 
Disney World is for everybody. We know that uh, the reason Disneyland was created is because Walt Disney was sitting on that park bench watching his daughters go around on the carousel. We know that he wanted a place to share uh, in the experience with his daughters rather than uh, a passive experience watching them. Um, It's not just for kids, you know. Um, My... um, my first experience there was as a kid, and I had fun with my my mom and dad and my brother. We went down there together. I was 11, my brother was 9, and then, you know, my folks. And um, we enjoyed it together. Fast forward to now, I'm, you know, 47. My kids are 18 and 14 now. Um, we've been taking our kids there. Uh, my son, his first time there, he was, let's see, he was born in February of 03, and we went uh, in October for Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Oh, wow. And right. We have just a few months. We have the embarrassing photos of my kid dressed up in a Dumbo costume, <laughs> uh, you know, to prove it. Um, you know, it, it came full circle, you know. It, it's not just for kids. I started as a kid loving it, and and now I love taking my kids there. And, I mean, even... Um, you know, I'm not expecting grandkids anytime soon, but I foresee taking my grandkids there. Oh, sure. And, Absolutely. you know, and so that's, there's your fact. That's your fact, Tony, is that, uh, for this week's fact, or this episode's fact, or, you know, however we want to call it, um, Disney is not just for kids. It is an amazing experience for kids because that you, it's amazing to see it through a child's eyes, but, As far as I'm concerned, I still have child's eyes because they're this big when I walk in through the gates and and walk down Main Street USA for the first time on every single trip. Well, uh, taking a a cue right from you, um, definitely knowing that the Disney's not for kids. My wife and my wife's parents, who unfortunately no longer with us, used to. Uh, love our Disney trips. We always we the, we would travel the four of us together. Uh, once I got married, we went down as a as a family unit, four adults, and they were seniors at the time. And my, you would think that um, uh, my my uh, father in law, being that he was in his seventies or eighties, wouldn't be into any of this stuff. And he was the biggest Mickey Mouse fan of them all. I mean, he wore Mickey gear. He would make us hunt down Mickey to show him pictures that he took on his phone. Um, He carried around one of those pal Mickey dolls with him so that he could hear it talk. I mean, he, he made it so much fun. And, and, uh, and it was just the four of us adults who would go to these restaurants to eat at Epcot, or we'd, we'd stay at one of these resorts or, or we'd, um, spend the day there was one night the the last i think it was the last trip we all took together it was one of those lasting evening things that disney offered where they allowed you to have extra magic hours but it was in the middle of the night and he made sure that we 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 spent the day in the park we went back to the hotel rested for a couple of hours and then at 10 p.m or something like that we headed right back out to the park and we were out there until two or three o'clock in the morning with these two seniors so it definitely is a place that appeals to everybody of every age i mean and then on the spectrum of that um last year when i went to galaxy's edge the i could have waited a little bit longer to go to galaxy's edge Uh, i really wanted to see it but i i you know we didn't with everything going on we didn't know whether it was the right timing but my little nephew my nephew's son uh my uh i guess you call him my my grandnephew he was a huge star wars fan and he desperately wanted to 
to be there and to see it. And, and just to see it through his eyes was, uh, was the greatest thing. So it does, it continues and it, it, it's a place that, that makes everyone happy. 100% agree. Absolutely. Love it. Alrighty. So we don't want to take up all the chat. We want to save some of it for Ron as well. And maybe we can work him into this if possible, unless we just record all this again. But uh, thank you very much for listening, whoever it is. <laughs> and we hope to see you again on the next programs and, and uh, watch our email and watch our, um, our pages for, for new things that are happening. Absolutely. Uh, please check us out right now. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook and we're on Twitter at all WDW Reflections Podcast. So go give us a like there. Um, this right here is just the inaugural recording. Kind and, of a test. Um, kind of a test. That's right. There's going to be more structure in the future. And uh, what we foresee is picking one one kind of subject or something each week. And, and that'll be our discussion point. And we'll talk about it uh, in detail and how it's transformed. And, um, and we're going to do that each, uh, each episode. So, uh, like, like we said, this is just a, for fun, uh, test run. So hopefully we didn't bore you. Hope you enjoyed it a little bit and come back for more. So please follow us WDW reflections podcast on all your social media outlets. See you real soon. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas.